You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 107. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 107. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Sure are you ready, Mr. Smith? I am so ready. That Mr. Smith, what's his deal? <laughs> what's that Mr. Smith's deal? What's up with that dude? Hey guys. What up, peeps? Welcome to the show. I received a really awesome comment um, of a student and listener of mine who was sharing with me some texts that she had going back and forth with a friend of hers who she had turned on to the show. And so her friend was like, and what about that Mr. Smith guy? What's his deal? What's his? What's, what's Mr. Smith's deal? And she he was, sounds interesting. Yeah, she, she it was a total compliment. <laughs> kind of For like, sure, it you was know. sweet. But I now we've been just having a ball, you know, and I'm always like, what's up with that, Mr. Smith? Let's just get it straight. She's having a ball. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. It's, you love it. It makes me a little weird. You does? Well, no. I'm I not comfortable. I'm not with that. Um, anyway, so welcome to the show, you guys. We obviously love, love, love our listeners. So thank you so much for being here. Today's topic we're going to talk about is something that pretty much everyone, absolutely everyone deals with, which is five ways to deal with your inner shit talker. Shit talker. Shit talker. Is that the devil or is that the angel? Which one's the shit talker? Well, what what do you think, Mr. Snow? <laughs> I'm asking. You're the expert here. Well, I guess it depends. Like, it, I guess it depends if you're like, like some of my my buddies who are obsessed with death and and you know skulls and skulls bones and, and yeah. bones and stuff. Perhaps the angel would be the the thing you don't want to listen to. I right. don't. I'm not here to judge. No judgment. Okay. No. No judgment. Judging. Judging. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. <laughs> Always smiling. Hi, honey. Judging. Watching. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. <laughs> I'm just here to share some information and see if it sticks. So, But before we do that, uh, I wanted to make you guys aware that today, if you are listening to this when it airs, Monday, July 6th, that is the very last day if you're interested in getting... That's coming up. Well, (laughs) that's this day if they're listening to it. Oh. (laughs) Pay no attention to the man (laughs) behind... Don't listen. Don't 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 pay attention. Do you have any idea how this works? I don't. I don't have any idea how any of this works. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Oh my gosh. Okay, uh, so if you are listening <laughs> today, today, <laughs> July seventh, sixth. Oh my gosh. Uh, this pot is going downhill. Going fast. way downhill. Oh my god. We gotta pick it July up. July sixth. It is the absolute last chance to get in on my beta program it is pretty much the compilation of all of my work all in one program and it's beta so it's going to be kind of a test round so for that reason i'm offering it for quite a bit less than 
I will when I officially launch it in 2016. So um, have a handful of people already with me. I'm so, so excited. It's a 12-week journey. It's a very in-depth. And it is really, truly about a lot of the stuff that we discuss here, knowing what it's like to actually say no to people in your life, how to actually establish boundaries and being held accountable to do that, how to change your inner dialogue, which we're going to talk about a small amount of that today, but we do two or three weeks of that where we're really dismantling kind of the genesis of why you think that you're not worthy or where your fear comes from. So it's, it's designed to be a pretty radical transformation. So if you are dying to truly find your voice and actually use it, you might want to check it out. So go to thejoyjunkie.com slash beta. Again, today is the absolute last day to register. And I would I would love to have the junkies in on it. It's the beta, bitches. Beta, bitches. <laughs> I wish I had a mic drop. Like, Remember when that... <laughs> Oh, God. Don't get into that. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. You're right. You're right. right. (laughs) All right. So before we jump into our content, since we are a class fucking act, here is your... Would you rather... Yeah. This week's Would You Rather is fairly simple, straightforward. Would you rather eat poison ivy or a handful of bumblebees? Jeez. Oh, jeez, babe. If you're allergic to bees, but if you're allergic to poison ivy, like well, I recently had I had swole your mouth would be (laughs) so. um, I think I would. Oh man, like internal ivy is not good. I I can. Oh God, I can't even imagine. Like down your throat? No. Uh. Uh. Bumblebees might sting you once or twice, but at least you could chew them up. Oh. But that's the really bad part of it. Yeah, but the allergic reaction of poison ivy, like... Can I juice it up in a smoothie? You gotta chew it. Yeah. It says right here, eat poison ivy. It, it doesn't say right, drink. It says right here. It does not say drink. And if it's on the internet... Well, I made this up. Oh, you did? I made this one, yeah. Check out your skills. Come on now. Um... Oh, God. I just... But you know when you you see, like, fear factor and stuff like that? I cannot wrap my head around when they eat... Worms and... Yeah. Yeah, roaches. And I know uh, that's way more up your alley with stuff you've done in, in Europe. Yeah, but not, not fear factor stuff. What is up with that, Mr. Smith? What is his story? I've eaten a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, you have. Yeah. You really have. I'm not about that. No. I didn't even have Mexican food till I was, like, 13. <laughs> Which is way out there. <laughs> In Southern California, you're like... I grew up so conservative, you guys. Like, we were having straight up beef stroganoff from my mom's German family. Like, it was very interesting. Yeah. I... Th- oh, God. I think I would actually go with the, the, the ivy. I'm going bumblebee. Are you? Yep. I need a bee beard, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bee beard. I got a bee beard, Rick. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, let's talk about some stuff that matters here. All right, so five ways to deal with your inner shit talker. So the first thing that I really wanted to talk about before we get into this. Well, first of all, let's discuss this moniker, okay? I I oftentimes will call it my shit talker. Uh, Oh, yeah. All the different names for it. Yeah. You might hear... The oldest one is probably the the devil. Devil on your shoulder. And the angel we see in cartoons and and stuff like that. 
But, you know, when I was in school, when I was in coaching school, they called it either a saboteur or a gremlin. I've heard it called, you know, your inner committee. I've heard it, uh, be, you know, inner critic. There's all sorts inner of... Inner voice. It, yeah. T- I've heard it like the ticker tape. You know how, the like, there's tape. ticker tape at the bottom of the newscast. It's yeah. kind of like all this other, like, just... Raw information. Can't yeah. focus on what's at hand. Gotcha. So whatever you call it, oftentimes I'll refer to it as your inner critic, but it doesn't matter at all to me what you call it. The point of that particular voice is actually your safety. It's actually trying to keep you safe. Yeah. And so why that is so important to underline is the last thing that I want to advocate is for you to start dissecting this part of you that could very well be saying some really mean and nasty things and you lash back with hate. Mm. And you lash back with hating that part of you. You know, um, in my program that I have coming up, we talk about our relationship to fear, which is really similar. Fear is actually designed as a defense mechanism to help us thwart danger, right? So the same is true for your inner critic. It is designed to keep you safe, but most of the... And so I like to say... You know, that that little voice in your mind that's talking shit to you is actually just trying to protect you. And it's just really a poor communicator. A lot of times. It just says stuff like, well, what if they find you out? Or you're not that smart. Or you're not worthy of that sort of love. Or God, you're so fat. Or, um, you know, you're not competent. Or you're whatever it might be. And sometimes even that voice is not downright mean. It's just plain old disempowering. Yeah. Not only is he not a good communicator, he's a dick. Well, I think I like to think of it like a friend. You know, I, we've all kind of had those friends that they think that they're really trying to look out for your best interest. So, I'll give you an example anecdotally. When I left, when I left uh, my job in makeup artistry to come to start my own business and work in coaching, my manager at the time, who loved me dearly spoke from total fear and she was like well what are you going to do about benefits and well what do you what's going to happen if you don't have enough clients or what if people don't want to buy it or Mm -hmm. and she but she was doing it because she was genuinely concerned for me and my well-being just like our inner critic exactly but just a poor communicator so if you can look at it so it would do me no good in that situation for me to be like well, fuck you, fuck off. This is what I'm going to do. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to listen to you. Yes, right? right. That doesn't ever help that inner dynamic because you're not showing any sort of compassion or so love true. or working with it. So in the in the program that I have coming up, we talk about instead of being fearless or inner critic-less, because you can't eradicate fear. You can't sure. eradicate your inner that critic. That voice will always be there. Right. I talk about being fear optimized. And optimized is using something for its best utility, right? You know, that's one of those things that, you know, you hear all the time. Like, oh, you know, use fear to your advantage. Right. But it's one of those things that is... um, uh, Like, how the fuck do I really do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's what this program does. Right. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. So this this is basically all those fucking uh, Instagram memes that you give a little dub tap to. <laughs> yeah, right. Or you're like, yeah, let me share this on my Facebook wall. But then you still go and talk shit to yourself. Or right. You still don't take action based off of fear. This is the 
changing point. Got it. That's what this is all about. So anyway. Dude, I love of, it. Of I course love I'm it. passionate about it because I lived it. Like sure. you've seen me go through this. I sure have. Where, I, and I've gone through it too. I know. We've created a lovely little coach in you. I know. Over, a monster. You're a monster. So I, I really wanted to underline that because it's about optimizing this piece of you. It's not about hating it. It's not about eradicating. It's about working with it to use it to your best advantage. So that's mm-hmm. what these are gonna, these tips are gonna be. So the first one is one that I got from Harv Ecker, and I love this. The first thing that you can do with your inner critic is to thank it. Yes. Thank it, and then move on. So he has a great saying where he says, cancel, cancel, thank you for sharing. And it's a very, very simple statement but it's when he finds himself going into the any sort of disempowering belief. It, and he does a lot of that stuff around financial wealth right. and financial well-being and health. But you can use it for anything. Right. <clears throat> but it's what Excuse it is, me. is it's stopping that mental vortex. Because when you're in that inner conversation, it's just it, as soon as you have that first thought, then you have the second one. Then you have the next one. Then it's Snowball. It, before you know it, you're in this total vortex. Right. So if you can catch it at the beginning or closer to the beginning, and it's just stopping it and just saying, no, wait, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. (laughs) It's like an abrupt stop down that rabbit hole. And then saying, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So I, I think I've shared this before around fear, and they're very, very close. So uh, in essence, your inner critic is the voice. Fear is the emotion that you feel right. that typically arrests you in getting what you want or feeling the way you want to feel. So I, um, when I would go to auditions, my body would start responding like I was in actual danger, right? Like you get rapid heartbeat, you get dry mouth, your heart, you know, your palms get sweaty, and then your mind just starts going like, oh my God, I'm going to mess up, I'm going to, right? So you've got this physiological manifestation, and then you also have the mental conversation that's happening with the talk, right? Right. So I would just start thanking my body, and I would start saying, thank you so much for preparing. How sweet. You think that we're actually in danger. You think that we are going to be physically ailed somehow. Right. We're totally fine. I really appreciate you coming to my rescue. You always look out for me. We're okay. We're prepared. And the same can be said for any sort of internal conversation as well. Like if if something is going, you know, let's say you're entering the dating scene again after a hiatus. Maybe you just recently broke up with somebody or divorced or whatever. And you just have a slew of thoughts coming in like, you know, you're too old, you've got too much baggage, you're not lovable, you've got all this stuff. Cancel, cancel. Thank you so much for sharing. I know that you are scared. I know that you just want me to be safe. But that sort of thought pattern isn't helping. So thank you, but we're not going to use that thought process. And it. It, it really <clears throat> is just something you have to condition yourself to do. For sure. And every time you catch yourself, it's a win. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And every time you catch yourself, you can't be mean to yourself, right? Yes, and that's the other <laughs> slippery slope. In fact, yeah. I posted about that on Instagram today, how <clears throat> sometimes when you um, 
learn all these personal development tools and you learn skills and you have this increased awareness, you start going like, you know better. Right. You know better. And then you're stuck in it again. And then you're like, oh, wait, but the best tool that I have is to speak kindly to myself. Right. (laughs) I know. It can quite literally, well, I guess it's not literally, but it can be a total mind fuck. Like yeah. it really truly can. That would not be good if it was literal. I was going to say, I was like, how would that even be literal? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, millennials, for... For taking away literal. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. Okay, so that's the first one. <laughs> Actually, thank that voice for trying to come to your rescue. The second thing is, eliminate your triggers if possible or scale down on them. So for instance, if you know that... Uh, Uh, certain magazines that you subscribe to like let's say shape or self or something like that always send you into a tizzy about your body and you start picking yourself apart then fucking unsubscribe to the magazine yeah get your exercise not doing the job elsewhere that it's supposed to be doing right and it, it and it doesn't mean forever it just means set yourself up to win Um, If you know that your ex is a huge trigger for you, um, seeing him or her with their new family online or on Facebook, block them. Block their posts. Like, do something so that it's not in your immediate vicinity. There's a plenty of things that you can do. I know that many of you are going to go, well, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. You can, first of all. And second of all, even it's really about willingness. What you're saying is I won't versus... Which is different, yes. Most often. Sometimes there really is a challenge with interpersonal relationships and such. But guaranteed, you can decide how often you you scope that person out on Facebook. Don't do that. Yeah, right? Right. If, um, if the... the group that you're a part of for your your child's school always triggers you about your parenting. Maybe it's time to take a year off and work on you and better yourself so that it's not as triggering for you. But in the beginning, if you're operating from a place where you are just so mean to yourself all the time, then you need to give yourself as much successful options as possible. Like set yourself up to win. So do a little... Do a little check for yourself. When is that voice the loudest? Maybe it's around um, who you are in your business. And if you see a lot of people at networking groups or in certain meetings or is there something else that you can do to help distract yourself from that particular trigger? Mm-hmm. The... All right, so the third one that we've got, this is one of my favorites and one of the most simple, and that is to simply distract yourself. So this is really great if you're having just like an inner barrage from your inner critic about some sort of tumult that's going on in your life. Like let's say you just got fired or you just found you, something's going on in your spa, with your spouse or your relationship or it, something where your mind is consumed with this particular thing and you keep going into the what ifs this and what if that and you catastrophize it. You keep making it worse and worse and worse and worse. The best thing you can do is to distract yourself. Like just distract yourself go try to be around other positive people yeah. that can help you get your mind off it who aren't necessarily going to 
want to keep colluding and talking about it ad nauseum. Yes. Um, do an activity, watch TV, try to go somewhere, go shopping, read a book, do anything to distract your mind, playing games on your phone. I don't give a shit. It's anything that will feel better than consuming yourself by that that thought pattern. Yeah. Because a lot of times those will abate over time. You just kind of have to ride out that intense place. And it's usually when shit hits the fan, yep. right? It's when something, you know, you just found out you're going to lose your home or, and you just cannot stop thinking about it. Right. You, it, it's fine. Like allow yourself to be who you are and you feel what you feel and all of that. But some of the best tools in, in getting through those rough times is just to distract yourself. It's good advice. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, babe. <laughs> it's what you do. All right. So number four. This one is one of my absolute favorites. And this is something very simple that you can do. And I got this from the work of Tony Robbins. And you can find this in Awaken the Giant Within. Um, and in, in that book, which is, I believe, one of his very first, if not the first. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole section in there about the energy and the charge that different words carry right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we do that in our own internal um conversation right so we can call it a monologue or we can call it a dialogue depending on how you view it right yes but in that inner conversation that is happening oftentimes we'll use words that carry a very strong impact like for instance if i were to say um you know, even even just like on on a on a small scale, saying something like "oh shit" versus "oh poop," like one feels a little more powerful than the more other. Gravity, yeah, right. So the same is true when you say something to yourself like "I am so fat," right? Right. Fat carries a very specific connotation, especially because of our culture. What if you were to say something like "I feel so uncomfortable"? That's yeah. That's when, a perspective when shift. So one of my favorite, and this is actually a huge process that I go through in this, um, in my new beta program yeah, yeah. that I love doing. But uh, he talks about finding the word that you identify with a lot of times. Like if you, like for me, I say oftentimes, I am so overwhelmed. I am so overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's part of my inner critic attaching to my circumstance. And if I were to say, um, Sorry if you guys just heard a fart noise. We're trying to... That was my chair. We're trying to monitor Mr. Smith's chair. <laughs> we're having technical difficulties. Fart! You just made a huge deal out of that and people probably didn't even hear it. Yeah, but I just... <laughs> I don't need to get the text. You don't have to deal with that. Um, anyway, so it eliminates that charge. So, for instance, with overwhelm for myself... It keeps, if when I say, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, it keeps me locked in that same emotional frequency. So if I can choose something that just feels a little less intense to say to myself, chances are I'll break up that same emotional current that comes with overwhelm, right? So I, instead, I say, I'm just really in high demand right now. Yeah. I'm just really in high demand. Uh, I used to say, I am so irritated irritated right now and I would get locked into that same uh, energy of irritation right it, by reinforcing that you don't ever stop to stop feeling irritated yeah yeah so then I would stop myself and go I I'm just a, real, a little ruffled 
<laughs> I am just a little ruffled it's right not now. not quite as intense, yeah. Right. So <clears throat> these are just tools. And what I want to underline is sometimes you need to go off, you need to fucking go off the deep end. You need to yell, you need to punch something, you need to actually acknowledge the anger, you know, if you're irritated. So the idea behind personal development is that it's fucking personal. So in each situation, the answer might be different. So in one situation, you might be giving yourself the the feeling, you know, the human hall pass and the permission to feel what you feel and you let your anger out and you just deal with it. And then other times, maybe you're using a self-talk statement like this, teaching yourself how to eliminate the charge. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the answers will be different. It's not like you always have to change how you're talking to yourself. Sometimes the solution is different. And that's about really, that's about intuition and learning how to really take care of yourself. Yeah. And I'm still learning that. That's definitely a tool that needs sharpened. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of other examples. I had a client who would always say to herself that she was having a fat and ugly day. And Aww. And so, and Poor that, thing. that was one, and she has actually given me the permission to share this. And she, so she, that's how she would say it. And I said, can we just eliminate that charge a little bit? Like that feels really awful to say to yourself. Yeah. Would you ever say that to somebody else? Never. No. So for using this idea of speaking to a friend, what if you were to acknowledge how you're feeling? So you, you don't necessarily want to say, I'm feeling gorgeous. If you're not. Right. Because that feels like an outright lie. Well, yeah, you're not going to believe it. No, it doesn't help at all. Right. But I said, what if you had a runner up day? What if maybe, (laughs) what if maybe you did, you've never heard this before? Not the runner up, but that's funny. Yeah. So maybe it's, you didn't win the beauty pageant, but you're runner up. You were in the contest. You were in the beauty pageant. So And so that's what she started saying to herself when she really wasn't feeling very attractive. So she would take the charge out of it a little bit. Got it. So look at that word that you identify with. I'm a this or I'm so this. And is there a less intense word? Get your thesaurus out. Everyone has it on a phone. Find a word. If it's funny, even better. Like that's why I love ruffled. Because it's like, who the fuck ever says I'm ruffled? Right. I do. An 80-year-old grandma would. I love that idea. Oh, they just ruffle my feathers. Oh, I just got so ruffled. <laughs> so, um, and again, it, I'll put Awaken the Giant Within if you're interested. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great book by Tony Robbins, and uh, there's a whole section in there about it. So that is number four. And number five is choose a powerful, encouraging, go-to self-talk statement. Hmm. So, you know, we hear a lot of things about positive mantras, positive affirmations. I'm down for a good affirmation as long as you believe it, like we were talking about. And again, this is something I go through in depth in my program about how to craft these and how to really speak to yourself in a way that you can believe it and buy into it. So I also advocate that you just have one, like, or one for the circumstance that is really at hand at the moment. Right. Because if you try to think of like, well, here's what I say to myself when I'm feeling fat. Here's what I say to myself around my competence. Here's what I say to myself around my dating life. Here's, you just kind of, ugh. But what if you had just one statement that you said to yourself that was really encouraging? From the beginning when I was, you know, I've shared quite candidly that I've struggled with anxiety, you know, for, for decades, really my whole life. And one of the things that was so helpful for me was saying, 
you'll get it tomorrow. Right. You'll get it tomorrow. And it helped me let go of whatever was happening today. And I could just encourage, it's like a little pep talk, a little something that you tell yourself, you'll get it tomorrow. Or, you know, if, if, uh, you know, we, we had some stuff we were doing around, like some business stuff lately. And my my mantra around that was just work your plan. Yes. Focus on your plan. Right. Just work your plan. Right. So it's an it's an extension of distracting yourself. Yes. It's an extension of cancel, cancel. 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 Yes. Right. So it's just a, a different, like a little encouraging statement. You don't have to say, I am so gorgeous and totally worthy. If you're not going to believe it. There's another uh, way of going about that by, um, I think I heard it with Noah St. John on the, uh, the Power Habit System. And he was talking about instead of making a, a statement, an affirmation statement, do an affirmation question. Mm. So he, he said something like, um, why is it so easy for me to avoid fatty foods? Why is it so easy for me to think thin? Why is it so easy for me to lose weight? You know, instead of I'm feeling thin today or whatever your statement is, if you ask the question, the mind starts searching for the answer yes. of why you are, right? Where it's a computer. Mm-hmm. So our mind starts, if you ask your mind a question, it looks for an answer. Right. Right. So if you're asking questions of affirmation, then you'll start figuring out ways to think and be that way. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So like for instance, if somebody is like, let's take that dating scenario, like they're super tentative and feeling really, you know, gremlin-y or inner critic-y about getting back into the dating world. (laughs) So would they ask themselves questions like, why am I worth dating? Or, no, it would be like, why is it so, why is it so easy for me to find my soulmate? Why is my soulmate coming to me so quickly? Okay, like those kind of things, where you're you're kind of using that affirmation manifestation, but in a question form. So then your your mind goes well because you're doing the right things to clean yourself up, and you're doing the right things to, uh, you're you're out and about in areas where you would meet someone that would be that person that you're looking for and or, you're learning how right? to um be vulnerable and right. to trust again so i would say like for me that doesn't resonate as much like i know you shared that with me when you were learning it and it really really hit you yeah which i love that because again that's why personal development is personal it, yeah so, it works for me on sweets like oh, okay. if i say why is it so easy for me to eat healthy then i go oh why is it easy for me to oh because i like the effects of eating healthy. Yeah. Right? So my mind has already decided, oh, I don't need that anymore because I'm already thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's another great way to distract yourself. Exactly. So <clears throat> if that if that doesn't is doesn't land as much, you might want to use that just as a journal prompt. Um, because that would be a great That's thing good. for you to start journaling around. Yeah. Here's why it's so easy for me to find my soulmate. Right. Now, the only the only thing with that is that could I could I could see how that people could also say I cannot buy into that either. Sure, it's just another angle. Yeah, it's just another another angle, another approach. Totally, 
a great example of you pick and choose the tools that really resonate for you. Exactly. And you attach to them and you implement them. Right. Super, super important. So cool. Thank you for sharing that, babe. Heck yeah. And if you want to find out more about either the Waken the Giant Within or uh, Noah St. John, uh, we will be sure to have those in the show notes on thejoyjunkie.com slash 107 so that you can check those out if you are interested in more. So I think that that's about, uh, that's about everything. Working with that inner critic, thank it, be kind, treat it like a friend, eliminate any triggers if possible or scale down on them. See if you can distract yourself or do something else so that you're not enveloped in this this barrage of comments. Uh, eliminate the charge from your words and finally choose a powerful encouraging go-to self-talk statement like you're just the go-to that you are able to fuel yourself with that always makes you feel better for me I love to say you'll get it tomorrow or there's another great quote from uh, it's by Lucy Maud Montgomery in Anne of Green Gables and it is tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes yeah and I love that because it's it's just a great Thing for me to say to myself that distracts me that tomorrow is going to be fine. Right. We're going to just get through it and it's going to be fine. So Very good. Anything else it. you wanted to add? I don't think so. Thanks so much for sharing. And uh, again, if you are interested in getting one of the very last spots in the class, please go check out thejoyjunkie.com slash beta, B-E-T-A. You can read everything about it. And I would absolutely love to have you. And until next week, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.